Uh, we're back for another one. Episode 50. Made it 50 weeks. Um, how many weeks in a year? 53? 56? Something 52, like that? Longer than, we're longer than that. We're longer than a what? year, of course, it's, yes. 50... Um, oh, yeah. We're way over a year. We're over a year, but we're on we're, episode 50. Yes. We're a bit over a year. A couple uh, couple delays there with uh, weeks, I guess. But episode 50. We got three of the four of us right now. Me, Nanner, and Egg for all the listeners. Um if you're watching and listening, you'll see later Dixon's going to join us. Um, but we have a special guest coming on tonight. Uh, it's been a little bit, a little bit of time since we've had a, a guest. I feel like who was the last guest? I feel like guest? a month. Maybe, uh, Brad, I think Brad from Grip Finn. On Show was our last. Oh my guest. god, that was a long time right? ago. That's like two that months ago. That was definitely before. Yeah, definitely before Craig Meg. Um, but we got a we got a cool one coming on today. Jimmy Norp from. Major League Wiffles, how everybody knows him. He's, like, famous basically now on uh, everywhere. TikTok, YouTube, big time, of course, and then Instagram. Give him a follow. You guys will get him um, in a few minutes after we discuss some playoff football. All three of our teams were in the action this weekend. Um, Unreal. Lions played amazing. That was sick. I was downtown. It was absolutely electric. Um Great game. Without a doubt, the best game of the weekend. 24-23 Lions yeah. victory over the Rambos. Uh, we move on, and we got Tampa next week, which is honestly a sick matchup out of all the teams remaining. But, E, did not expect the pack to play as well as they did. Jordan Love is heating up at the exact time that you want him to be heating up. Um, so Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of called it that's good. at the beginning of the year. That's, I said Jordan Love was going to be a lot better than what everyone was saying. And that dude's playing yeah. really good right now. He's playing at a high clip, so he's going to need to play at probably a higher clip uh, to beat the 49ers. But hopefully, hopefully 100%, they got another big 100%, game. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. That one's going to be Saturday night. That one's going to be yep. Saturday night. Packers at Niners. San Fran is probably the best team in the league, so it's going to be a tough matchup. But so it's different now in the playoffs. You get hot at the right time. They just put up a, what, 48 spot in Dallas, which is stunning. Yeah, and didn't even really play they, in the halfway through the third. Kind of quit. Yeah, they murdered them. So uh, that was sick. Now let's get to Miami. <sighs> Wait, real quick, real quick. Here's a, a hilarious stat for the Dallas fans out there. Uh, the Packers are 2-0 and in AT&T Stadium and have more playoff wins than Dallas. Correct. Actually, Ag, good thing you brought that up. They're actually three and zero in AT and T Stadium, two and zero against the Cowboys in AT and T Stadium. In the in the you know, the other one. No, they won. Or yeah, in the playoffs, they won the but Super won Bowl the Super in two thousand eleven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they they won the Super Bowl there. And what year? Ten, right? Eleven. 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 Yeah. Eleven. Two thousand ten, two thousand eleven season. Um. So Ninner, Fins, uh, thoughts on that game? You start us off. You know, I personally didn't think we could beat the Chiefs after the most disappointing loss of the year being the Bills. And you know the Dolphins in cold weather. They don't they don't blend well. Yes. You've yes. seen yeah, the videos. Was, the beers yes. were freezing at Kansas City. That was wild. 
That was and, unreal yeah, that was how cold. cold it was. Beer doesn't freeze. Yeah, did like you, how uh, does that happen? Did you go see the stat? They're 0 and 10 under 30 degrees. 40 degree weather. Over, yeah, under 40 yeah. degree weather. That's crazy. But no. Um so like little I was disappointed for sure, but I wasn't as disappointed as I was when they lost to the Bills. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. On the you good note though. One. I think that loss definitely will help McDaniel's play calling because McDaniel the last six weeks started calling games like a moron. Yeah. Like he's part of the Shanahan tree. They run the ball and they run the ball well, but literally they like, did. okay, two drives. They didn't let the run, the run game stops. And they just are like, fuck it. Two is sling it. Yeah. And two and could not sling it. Yeah, he couldn't throw. It's at so all. hard to throw a ball and that cold the weather. And you know what pisses me off is, the play calling again. They yeah. that offense is so specific to one player that there's no like, like they don't have the oh he's like open on the side like fuck it like they play that shit. Correct. Like, like they need to be like a second player involved in the plays instead of like 100%. targeting Tyreek on this play or then he's not open then they don't know what the fuck to do. Hundred percent, I agree. They but no. yes, correct. Once McDaniel figures that out. And all of our players, a lot of the players will come back from injury. I think the Dolphins will be fine. Yeah, I mean, they were beat up. So that's kind of tough for them. We had, they were. Did you guys see that? We had Melvin Ingram and Justin Houston starting on the line. Yeah, yeah that's unreal. There are sixth and seventh guys. Yeah. <laughs> unreal. Unreal. I, I heard on part of my take today. Good point, Nin. Um, they revolve way too much around. Tyreek, and in that cold weather, that can't happen because Tua couldn't throw the ball. It was actually like depressing to watch uh, because I had Tua two-plus touchdown passes, and he had multiple chances. Yeah, I know. It was stupid. It was dumb. But I wanted Miami to win, so that was the only chance probably. Um, I th- but I mean, they kind of used th- Mostert a lot too. He's got 18 touchdowns on the year. Yeah, Mostert had a career year. Yes. Yeah, 100%. But they don't use – definitely- don't they just use that forgot team about Jalen Waddle. The way they should. This whole Correct. Week. Ned, that's what I was going to say. What happened to Waddle? Yeah, he got Waddle. And he got – so he got injured. Okay. But, like, Waddle just – I don't know. Two and him weren't on the same page all year. No, they weren't. Yeah. For some reason they weren't. But uh, this upcoming draft, like, they should trade up to get a tight end maybe. Like, they don't – Oh, who was yeah. The, who, I was thinking, like, if the, they get – Like, they need a tight end. Tight end if they get yes, the Georgia powers, tight end, exactly. oh, yeah. like they, all they yes. need is a big guy. Just go up the middle, because like Tyreek fucking just deep route every time. I don't even care. But they need to stop Correct. calling the bullshit like fucking screen wide receiver <laughs> screens. Yeah, and they need to just they need to have plays where they don't have any motion because I've I've watched all the hard knocks. They revolve the motion just so like they get in spots and all this other stuff, and it's so technical. But like if they made it simpler, I think the Dolphins would have a really good. They would be the best team. Yeah, the Obviously, offense is electric. Yeah, but hundred percent. This this off is going to be crazy because Christian Wilkins wants a max contract. I don't even know if the Dolphins right. can pay for him. So, Xavier Howard's gone. He said he doesn't want to take a pay cut. He goes, oh, if, your boss, if your boss told you if you wanted to pay cut, would you take it? 
So yeah, he's gone. Right. I mean, he's old. Um, but there comes to a point with pay cuts. If you're already making a hundred million, what's ninety million? I mean, right? yeah, like, isn't that Xavier Howard? That's got to be a fair statement. I, I loved him to death, but this year he was pathetic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they de- definitely need to do something in the offseason here to get a uh, another weapon on offense. I mean, it sounds unreal with Waddle and Tyreek, but they just don't use Waddle, which is very weird to see. I think, I think personally, yeah, like defense and depth should there be their biggest thing because Eli Apple was the worst cornerback I've seen right. in so long. Yes, and when yes. you have him as your third string, I can see why Jalen Ramsey's pissed all game. Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, their defense yeah. got fucking murdered. Chiefs just marched down the field every drive. They had two yeah. starters. It wasn't even hard. From, like normal. It was like yeah. yeah. Wilkins played fucking amazing this year. Zach Sealer, I'm a big fan of Zach Sealer now. Yep, he's good. Uh, Javon Holland's is all pro safety, damn near. And Ramsey, who's best cornerback in the league still. Theory. Yes, people. Yes. Say, but, yes. Yep. So we get the Lions and the Packers E still alive, which is unreal. Um, unreal NFC Championship matchup right there. Ooh, Lions cool, back. Cool, cool. I, I, did, I did think about that. I was like, ooh, man, if the sick. Packers play like they did last week and somehow they stop they, fucking oh, yeah. everybody on the Niners, I was like, Detroit could yeah, host exactly. an NFC Championship. Yeah. Yeah, unreal. If We're we, going yes. to Detroit. That'd be sweet. 100, 100%. Detroit was electric. It will be this week and hopefully the week following, but. Um, all right, cool. Let's get into the interview with Jimmy. I'm going to give him a, let me give him an intro here real quick. Um, all right. So guest number 19, I think, um, guest number 19 is Jimmy Norp from MLW Wiffle. He's a sick bowler. Uh, Lavonia Stevenson grad 2019 class. Um, and there's a lot to talk about with Jimmy. So let's get into the interview with him. Um, and we will find out how MLW started, everything about the unreal path that MLW has been on and everything else about Jimbo. So let's get him in here. There, there he is. is. There we go. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Jimbo. Welcome on Jimbo, in. buddy. Clap him up, clap him up, clap him up. Juan, good to see you, baby. It's been a while. How you What's been? up, Jimmy? How you been? I'm good, brother. Can't complain. Happy good to, to see you. Here. Thanks for coming on, brother. Anytime. No problem. All right, so um, episode 50 here, as we already gave the kid a bit of an intro, Jimmy Norp is on now. MLW, Wiffle, um, they call him the face of the uh, the face of the league. The Shohei Otani of MLW Wiffle Ball um, says Ernie Johnson, which is incredible. We'll get to that later in the pod. But um, Jimmy, how you been, brother? Good to, good to see you. Thanks for coming on. No, anytime, guys. Happy to be here. Found you guys a little bit recently. It's been, it's been cool what you guys have been doing. Con, we go back to high school, so it's good to see you. Happy to talk to you, man. Always been a fan of yours. So, hundred percent. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. Um, and yeah, as we said, we gave you of a a bit of an intro already. But as you just touched on, Lavonia Stevenson grad, twenty nineteen class, correct? Yes, sir. Correct. 2019 class, um, great athlete Jimmy is, um, played football and bowling in high school. Anything else? Am I missing something? No, you got it. Kicker on the football team after after a soccer injury, so I went went to kicking on the football team and then was always a pretty good bowler. Only got to bowl one year at Stevenson because my senior year was uh, first year we had a bowling team. So. Yes, What's sir. What's the best game right, you've so ever bowled right there? 
I've got the 300. Oh, okay, let's go. Egg. I've got it down. Nice. There we go. Had a boy. Yep. Well done. That's unreal. So I want to get into the. I want to. I want to get into the bowling, Jimbo. All right. So obviously you're a great athlete. Everybody can see it on YouTube and everything with the baseball um, talent. But um, never played baseball at Stevenson. You played football. You were the kicker, um, as I know, as you just said. Um, but bowling was like your niche. How how did that even come about? Were you, did you grow up a bowler? You you bowled your whole life. Like what what happened there? Honestly, no. I feel like I picked it up like freshman year of high school. I got really into it. Me and a couple buddies got in like a Saturday morning league. My dad was always a good bowler. My dad was actually a good golfer too, which is funny because I feel like I do consider myself a pretty good athlete. Golf's like the one sport I've never been good at. Never picked it up. Just funny talking to you guys. But right, yeah, bowling. I don't know. I started taking it really seriously. I bowl with two hands, which is a little different. Like I started out bowling with one hand, was like god awful, not a good bowler at all. And right when I switched to two hands, it just clicked. Kind of fell in love with it. Uh, super excited when I heard Stevenson was going to have a team our senior year. And that's what I did my uh, first three years of college too. I actually bowled in college at Schoolcraft. So yeah, hundred percent. That's what I was going to get into too. So you, okay. So one year at Stevenson bowling lit it up and then you went into, you went to Schoolcraft and started bowling. You were, how many years ago to school, Schoolcraft? Uh, last, my last year at Schoolcraft was two years ago. I was there for three years though. Cause I got Schoolcraft weird. It's like a two year school, obviously for like sports, but we had the COVID year, so I got a third year, so I decided to stick around for one more year. Okay, got you, got you, got you. So you bowled at uh, uh, Scrap for th- – Is that Go community ahead. college? Okay. Yeah, Schoolcraft yeah. Community College. I should yeah. know this. So <laughs> bowled at Scrap for three years, and is that when you got the three hundo? No, three hundo was actually my senior year of high school, but it wasn't for Stevenson. It was just like in league was my first one. Oh really? It would have been. It would. Yeah, it would have been nice because still nobody's bowled a three hundred at any of the three Livonia schools, so it would have been cool to have been the guy. And honestly, I never really thinking back at it. I never really got close. <laughs> so. That's sick though. You got a banner up at school or no? I haven't been back there in a bit. Me neither, honestly. Uh, no, I know. I know. I ch- my coach texted me the other day, like we were just like catching up because I was pretty pretty close with my bowling coach, honestly. So shout out to him. But he was just like. Hey, like you're still bowling? How's that stuff too? And I was like, Yeah, like I still bowl from time to time. I bowl in a Monday night league with my dad, which I absolutely love. And he was just like, Yeah, just like nobody. He's like, We haven't had anybody who's. I still have the record for the highest average at Stevenson, which is cool. I that's definitely something that's super special to me. Hoping somebody breaks it someday. Let's go. Yeah, for real, for real. Um, are you still bowling quite a bit or no? <sighs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny. So I bowled Monday nights, and actually, I just got my PBA card. Now I'm not saying by any means good enough to be a professional bowler. Not at all. I bowled in one PBA event. I finished 57th out of 60th. But I was, you know what? Let's just say I did. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't finish last, which means I deserve to be there the way I see it. But uh, yeah, I still, I still bowl a lot. I definitely took it a lot more seriously in college than I do now, which is funny too, because I feel like I am a better bowler now that I don't care about it as much. Like maybe it's just because I loosened up and decided to have fun with it while in high school, yeah. I took it as like a little more pressure. Like I wanted to be really good and now I don't care. I just do it to have a good time. So Right, definitely, bowling's still a for me. It's kind of weird the way it came about. I never really envisioned myself as a bowler going into high school, but that's the that's the path that took me. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Nice. Nen, are you bowling all? I'm the worst bowler in the history of this earth. I'll play Wii Sports bowling, and I still can't <laughs> break 200. <laughs> that's sick. Yeah, bowling's fun though, bro. I, that, that's cool, bro. Like you. That's that's unreal. Like we're kind of niche, right, with the golf, but bowling is just so different to like everybody. Like nobody usually, 
you don't see many like great athletes like yourself, um, like really have a career in bowling. So that's, that's cool to, uh, to, uh, talk about it now and that you actually did that. So sick, but, um, all right. So the main course here, the meat and potatoes is we got a ton of questions about MLW Wiffle. Um, I want you to walk us through kind of like the whole thing. We got a ton of questions like we just said, but, um, how did this like even start? First of all, when did it start and when did you get, um, into MLW Wiffle? Obviously I looked it up. We know some prior knowledge. Um, it started back in what, like 2009 or something, I think. And at what point did you get into MLW Wiffle? And obviously we'll get into where it's taken you, but give it, give us how you started into, uh, into MLW Wiffle. Gotcha. All right. So yeah, it's kind of, kind of a long story going way back there. I'll try to keep it as quick as possible, but basically while we talk about bowling, we talk about how I played football at Stevenson. My true love in sports has always been baseball. Diehard baseball fan. That'll never change. I want to say it was like 2017. It came up on one of my buddies' YouTube pages, MLW. I'm like, I had never heard of it, and they showed it to me. And I was like, I was okay. cool. Like, I've, I've, I'd say I followed up with it. I wasn't like a diehard fan, but like, yeah, I would watch the videos from time to time if it popped up. And then sure enough, 2018 – uh, they were hosting a tournament in Michigan. So I got a group of three guys together and I'm like, Hey, like, let's just go do this. Let's see what we can do. Maybe it'll be fun. Maybe we'll love it. We'll see what happens. We ended up going out. Uh, we've played in the tournament. We beat some good teams like MLW caliber talent. We lost in the semifinals and right there, like I was instantly hooked. I was like, Oh man. Then I started practicing, like started putting in work. I was like, I want to get good at this. Like I have a lot of fun. I've always had great hand eye coordination. 2019, they host a winter league. And we get, my team gets invited to it and we're just thinking we're going, we're going to play in a tournament. It was like every Monday night for five weeks straight, like late at night, like 11 PM, 10 PM, but they rented out a little facility and that's where we went and played. We had no idea like it was going to lead to anything. And like, I want to say the third week, Kyle, who's the commissioner of MLW comes up to us. He's like, Hey, by the way, we're going to host a draft this year. The first ever MLW draft. Like You're drawing a lot of interest. Would you be interested in playing? Like, yeah, absolutely, man. Like, I'm a yes man. You asked me to do something, it's an opportunity. I'm 100%. This is kind of how I've always been. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, I'm in. 2020 rolls around, first ever MLW draft. My team, the downtown Diamondbacks, selects me second overall. That's when I get into the league in 2020. And uh, I never expected it to blow up the way it has. I've never expected myself to get all the attention I got from fans. But, like, here I am now. It's 2023, about to be – or 2024 now – Going into the 2024 season, I now run the downtown Diamondbacks. That's my team of the eight teams in the league. So many crazy opportunities that I've never thought I'd have. And I'm just, I'm incredibly thankful that that one day I said yes, because I was on the fence. I was like, yeah, I'll play. Why not? Yeah, exactly. That's unreal. So, um, like you just, how did that even like go about though? You just like signed up for the, for the tournament and like you had a, a team of what, how many guys, like four guys. Yeah, go ahead. Not much. Uh, yeah, I didn't even say that. So, yeah, good question. Yeah. Actually, the <laughs> league in general is located in Michigan. So, yes, we have people who come in from all over the country. It just so happens that we're in Michigan, which is sick for me because I live here, so I don't have to worry about travel all that. The main field that we play on, we travel all over and play in different places, but the main field is in Brighton, Michigan. It's at a park called Huron Meadows. We call the park The Meadows, and that's where we play. How many teams are in the uh, entire, like, league? How many teams are there? 
Right now, there's only eight. There's been serious talk of expansion, which if you ask me, I think it needs to expand real soon to like 12 or even more than that because, again, like 2020 when I got in, the talent was nowhere near as good as it is now. Now there's like places where there's guys who sit on my team's bench who like could make impacts if we let them play, but there's just not enough teams. Right, That's yeah, unreal. Like you guys are like making transactions and everything. I saw like an early yeah, trade, cool. like a big trade, and it's like so – it's so like professional and everything. I love it. Like seriously, growing up, wiffle ball was my shit. Obviously, you growing up playing baseball, loving baseball, which is great to hear because there's not too many people who love baseball anymore. But um, that's unreal that it's like literally blown up into where it has today, which I want to get into. Um, but so these big three veterans, I've I've seen. Um, like on Instagram and YouTube and everything. Did you know these guys um, at all? Like in high school, were these your boys? Like you played baseball and stuff with these guys in the summer? Or was this literally just like you signed up for the tournament in Michigan and now it's now you guys are boys. Now you're in with everything. Yeah, so literally the big three, Kyle, Kyle Schultz, Daniel Schultz, the brothers, and then Tommy Coughlin. Those are the three guys you're referring to. All from Brighton, Michigan. That's, that's all you I, need. No, I had no idea who these guys were. It was just I signed up, and then after I signed up for the first tournament, they, like, invited a select few guys to their next tournament because those were okay. the guys they to draft. And that's how okay. it was Yeah, I had no idea who they were. They- all the guys are incredible. Obviously, it's a professional football league, yeah. so everybody's high caliber, very skilled. But um, John Boy Media, you just talked about that. Okay, I, I, I just saw this on your Instagram. You guys collabed, right, for something. I love John Boy. He's hilarious. I listen to talking baseball all the time. I love that podcast. John Boy's always been a big baseball guy. Like for any baseball guy, you know who John Boy is. So obviously me and you know who John Boy is. Um, these boys probably honestly know who I he don't. is. He does all the Maybe if I see like, voiceovers. I he does the he yeah, the 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 lip sync stuff. So what is that, Jimmy? Like the the what what are you doing with John Boy? Yeah, so out of all the opportunities I've gotten, I got to say this is my favorite one by far just because, like you said, John really? Boy, huge baseball guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll huge baseball guy, huge opportunity for me to go myself. So what he's doing is he's doing this warehouse cup where it's like they bought a little warehouse and then we're playing four tournaments of three different sports. We're playing a sport called Blitzball twice, mm-hmm. which is like very similar to wiffle ball, but it's not Blitzball. Then they're playing floor hockey, which, Connor, you know, you know, I'm ready for that. From oh, yes. Floorball. Oh, yes. I'm ready. You taught me well, so I'm ready to compete in that. And then there's like <laughs> the third sport. It's like cricket. It's not cricket, but it's very similar to cricket. They like kind of adjusted some of the rules. But so it's like it's teams of two and it's either former like professional athletes, like there'll be former big leaguers there and then or like content creators. So I kind of fall into the content creator category, I guess. OK, that's like my role. there, But. The first event I'm competing is Blitzball Battle 4. They've already done three Blitzball battles, which, again, is the game very similar to Blitzball. And, like, a cool backstory here is I was supposed to be in their first Blitzball Battle 1 ever, and that was, like, two years ago. And, like, I was so pumped for that, so fired up to go. They made us take a COVID test right before it started. COVID test comes up positive. I'm like, no No way. No symptoms, no anything. I took, like, three more COVID tests because I didn't believe it. All the same thing. So that was like a huge bummer. I was, I'm like sad, like so sad. Sad Jimmy North right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. It's hard up to go to the thing, and then for that test to come back positive. So for two years later, to finally get the call back and be able to go, and I can say we've already filmed. Uh, we filmed Blitzball Battle Four in November, and like had an absolute blast. The time of my life. Everybody at John Boy Media is so cool. 
They were so welcoming. And like, I was kind of the new guy around. So like going into that was kind of nerve wracking, but just like they welcomed me into that family so quick. So it was super cool. That's yeah. So I hadn't sick. really heard of them. So I just looked them up and they got 1.82 million subscribers on, on YouTube, which is freaking insane. Yeah. yeah so that's pre- that's pretty good stuff. Yeah. Is Blitzball the one where the ball that's like sweet. you could throw it still like thirty like goes pretty crazy. fast and it just snipes like very hard? Yeah, the ball like whips it's like around, a yellow ball, right? Okay. It's yellow. Yep, it's a yellow ball. You got it. It's a yellow yeah. ball. It's got like hexagons on it, so it's very similar to wiffle ball. Yeah, it didn't translate quite as well, <laughs> but I still think I did all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's sweet. That's sweet. Gotta represent. Um hey. Pause real quick. Ag, you got you got Dixon or no? I don't have him? Dixon. No. Okay. He, he's alive. Oh, I just heard him. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're good. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Can you see me? No. You're good. <laughs> Shit. I mean, no, I haven't seen you at all since. Well, good. we'll, we'll see you in, uh, when this comes out. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, that's fine. All right, time in. One, two, three, go. Um, Jimmy. Yep. You've been a lot of places. You've seen a lot of things. Um, who's the most famous person you've met? Um, and who is Mark Rober or Robber? Good question. So Mark Rober probably is the most famous person I've met. But like you guys, or maybe not all you guys, I actually did not know who Mark Rober was before that, before he contacted us. He's like, he used to work at NASA. He's super oh, smart. Sure. guy's a genius. I had a conversation with him. And within 15 seconds, I was lost. Like, I had no idea what I was talking about. It wasn't a lost puppy dog who was just happy to be there. But he ended up being super cool, too. So we filmed the video with him. And, like, he built a bunch of gadgets to try to beat us at wiffle ball. And it, some of them were, like, super funny. So, like, I would hit a ground ball. And, like, I'd try to run to first base. And then his first base was remote controlled. So I couldn't step on it. And then he had, like, a, a, a gun that shot a wiffle ball, like, 120 miles an hour. And it was, like, good luck trying to hit that. So... <laughs> he was super cool, but I'd say actually, you know, I'll change my answer. I think the most famous person I've ever met, and the one that was super cool, to me, like Ernie Johnson. Oh, yeah. Eating Ernie Johnson was nuts. Hundred yeah, percent. That guy just in the world of super sports, cool. shaking his hand was like, <laughs> and just a super cool, down to earth guy too. Like he talked to us forever. After we did that shoot with TBS, we actually watched a playoff game with the crew. Like they invited us to stay and watch. That's the playoff so game sick. That was the that was the best part. Like uh, after we were done shooting, Curtis Granderson was one of the guys on the TBS set that me and Kyle Schultz went to. He was like, so what are you guys' plans for today? Like, you're going to go check out Atlanta because it was in Atlanta. And I was like, we're like, yeah, we don't really have anything too serious planned. He was like, well, we're just going to order a pizza and hang out and watch this game if you guys want to stay. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. That That's sounds sweet. good to me. Wow. The other guys on the shoot, it was four guys. It was Ernie Johnson, Pedro Martinez, Jimmy Rollins, and Curtis Granderson. And like so listening, to Pedro, listening to Pedro Martinez talk pitching during the playoff game and like how he would approach the hitters was just like, that was heaven to me, you know, growing up a baseball fan, just – Unreal. That was unreal experience. I'll never forget it. Kyle, Kyle was like writing down notes on the plane ride home, like trying to remember everything. All four was so cool, man. I was so nervous going into that shoot. We, uh, me and Kyle got Jimmy John's like an hour prior to the shoot. I, I swear, I took two bites out of my sandwich and threw it away. Like I couldn't eat. No way. So the second those guys walked in, wow, they're just. Super cool, calm the nerves right away. We're a good player. That's, that's unreal. All right, so that that's perfect timing because I was just gonna ask about that. Everybody knows Ernie. Everybody knows all those guys, honestly. I mean, all three of these boys, not big baseball fans, but Curtis Granderson, former Tiger, Jimmy Rollins, Hall of Fame shortstop, Pedro, Hall of Fame pitcher, and then Ernie, obviously, runs TBS. 
We all know him from everything he does, basketball, football, uh, baseball, especially. But how did that even come about? Like, who was it? uh, I mean, if you reach out to TBS, they're not answering. So, like, what what happened there? How, How did that come about? Actually, a big account on social media, Bleacher Report and BR yep. Walkoff, like they both work for TBS apparently. They reached out to Kyle. Uh, and yeah, that was basically it. There's a super funny picture somewhere. Like whenever Kyle FaceTimes me, he only FaceTimes me if it's like big news, so I'll know something's <laughs> coming up. And like here's a screenshot of when he told me, and it's so funny. Like my jaw just hits the floor. The picture is so funny. No way. no way. Yeah, they reached out to us. It was during uh, the MLB playoffs in 2021, and it was their playoff post game show and we hopped on there it was like a 10 minute segment if you haven't checked it out it's on our youtube at mlw like super sick it was it was sweet it was live and honestly i thought we did a really good job nothing was cut it was perfect that's amazing yeah that's that's amazing that's that's absolutely incredible what what was their uh what was their set all about like what is it downtown atlanta you just go into a big uh skyscraper building and you got tbs right there and then it's just a, a, a set or what I've, I've always wondered like what it what the set actually looks like like what what Honestly, like if you can not, put it in a in, in into words, what is you walk in and then what you just see the the uh, stage there with the table and all four of those guys are just sitting there or what? Yeah, so you walk in. There's a bunch of different hallways and stuff. It's 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 big. Like the, this, the venue in general is just huge. It was a huge venue, but like yeah, you walk around through the hallways. There's a bunch of like editing rooms and backdoor rooms. Uh, there's like a seat where like the basketball guys, Shaq, uh, Charles Barkley, they'll sit nope. and they'll watch the game. And we just got to see that room too. But like, yeah, you walk in and I'd say it probably took us like five minutes to get to the stage. It's just a ton of, like the whole room's green. It's a whole green room. It's all green screen. That's all that room is. It's just the table and then Oh, really? Which is fun too. Like the behind the scene clips of us pitching are really cool because it's just us in a green room. But then you see it on TV and it's completely different. So it's that's pretty funny too. But yeah, it was just a great venue. I mean, huge. That's sweet. And Ernie Johnson literally calling you the Shohei yeah, that's of, that's, of Wiffle Ball? That's, that can't that's be amazing. like that. You, you, you can't even think that that's real, bro. Growing up in Livonia, Michigan, playing Wiffle Ball, literally, and bowling and baseball, just being a huge fan. And now you're on set with three, four of the most famous people in the baseball world. And one of your probably uh, like favorite players growing up, Grandy. Like you can't not like Grandy. He's on set. Rollins, Pedro. That's so sick, bro. And all those guys are like cool with you and everything. They're just asking you to watch the playoff game and eat pizza. That's 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 like fake. You're talking that's about Livonia, like it's Chesnang or Goodrich or something, brother. Livonia's <laughs> got hundred thousand people. <laughs> right. Chesnang's right, got a right. stop sign. Yeah. <laughs> we got but three yeah, thousand. No, Jimbo, that's sick. Appreciate it, man. Hey, I got that's a quick sick. question real um, quick. All right. Go ahead. Shoot. Um, You were t- kind of talking about venues and stuff, so that kind of leads me to this one. What's the most – like, what's your favorite place you played at? Oh, man. So, okay. I'll give you I'll give you two for this. The coolest place I played in was last year. The World Series was at SoFi Stadium. Unreal. That, that was sick. sick. But, like, that, that was super cool. The only thing I wish is I wish we would have had fans there. That would have been super cool having fans watch. We had it as a private shoot, so no fans there. But, like, from a wiffle ball standpoint, there's actually this field in Vermont, and they have, like, mini Fenway, uh, mini Wrigley, and then mini Field of Dreams. And we also played there in 2022. That place was super sick because, like, just as a – like, I, I, it was funny. I posted on my Instagram. I was like, 12-year-old me would be pinching myself. I got the chance to play at these <laughs> fields because, like, 
that chance. Yeah, exactly. Really the football field yeah. in the world. They're getting a chance to play there too. It was also for a great cause. We partnered with a, a charity called Slam T1D. They support type 1 diabetics, which was also super special to me because I'm a type 1 diabetic myself. So getting the chance to raise money while playing wiffle ball, like pretty amazing. Putting the, my two worlds together was pretty That's sick. sick. Amazing. Pretty amazing. Amazing. And then as of late, as of most recent, I think, right? You guys were down at uh, in Atlanta again at the Mercedes-Benz, correct? Was that yeah, the... right. you're right. Were you there? That was uh, – I was not because that was the 20 – this year, 2023 World Series. My team did not make it this year, so I did not get the chance to go to that. But, okay. I mean, that looks sick. And we had fans for that too, which was cool. That was like the adjustment they made from 2022 to 2023. We let fans come. It's always hard for us to let fans come to our games because – the way we post on YouTube is like we'll play a game and it gets posted on YouTube two months later. Mm. So we worry about spoilers and stuff like that. So that's a big reason we don't have fans for our game. Also, like, not going to lie, I don't, me personally, I don't think we're big enough to the point where we can invite fans to every game. Like, you're just not going to get that turnout yet. Someday in the future, I do believe we'll see it. But right, right. now, not yet. Right. Um, going back to kind of like the businessy side, uh, how big are you guys now? Like, how many? So do all the players, kind of two part question. Um, do all the players have a role in the business? And if not, then how big is the, the staff, I guess, quote unquote, that runs the business? Yeah. So honestly, that is a great question. Not, not at all. Like most of the players in the league that play, that's it. I'd say there's probably about 45 players and you have realistically three to five guys who really do the behind scenes, behind oh, wow. the scenes for MLW. And like the top two guys are Kyle and Tommy. Like I said, they take care of mostly everything. They do everything from editing to setting up the venues to where's our next shoot going to be merch sales, everything like that. But we do have a players fund. Like that's where players get paid. And then, Luck, like that's not a lot. The players' fund, just being honest, is not a lot of money. It's not enough for anybody to do really anything. It's like probably a week's work of pay, if we're gonna be honest, for a whole year. But where I get lucky is merch sales have been have been really good for me. So like I get a percentage of all my jersey sales and stuff like that. In the last two years, I've done really well on that. So that's oh, do you? Yeah, that's that's so it's like a little NIL action, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's an NIL because I know looking through your guys' merch store, I was gonna bring this up too. Perfect segue again, getting orped, (laughs) probably goes nuts, right? That's unreal. So, so you're making a percentage of those sales, yeah, that's that's how it works. Is the second highest item of all time. Let's go, that's pretty sick. What's first? uh, our, we sell strike zones, and those the kids love the strike zones. Right? Oh yeah, of course, of course. We're not there for sure, so. But it's funny. I was the the first player to ever get like we always sell the players jerseys, but I was the first player to get like a shirt, and then it started catching on, and more players got shirts, and that was pretty cool. Okay, how much do those uh, strike zones sell for? They go for about they go for one sixty, I think. One sixty. It's one sixty. Yeah. Okay. Not too bad. I demand like, though. I bet. Yeah, yeah, they they love it. I bet all but these. Like for me, yeah, exactly, I bet my exactly. I bet <laughs> PVC pipe. Right. And... So what what is your Not main? What's yeah yeah exactly? What's your main audience here? Like what? I'm I'm guessing. Let me guess. I'm thinking probably like like uh, middle school, yeah, right? Middle like schoolers and high schoolers. Is that the main audience? Pretty solid. I'd say our demographic is like yeah, twelve to like. Honestly, I'd probably go more up to high school, like 12 to like 17-year-olds. There's a lot of high schoolers. Okay. Watch. 
But it's always cool too. Like there is a variety of people. Like I'll always be shocked when like I get a DM from like an older guy or like if we have a fan meet and greet and there's like older people there wearing New Jersey. Like that's still cool too. You know, like if you like to watch it, you like to watch it. I think that's super sick. But for sure, and yeah, 12, the younger kids for sure absolutely love it. They eat it up. And that's the coolest part for me too is like, again, in 2020, never thought it'd blow up like this. And like when I meet a like a parent and they come up to you and they go, you have no idea how much my kid looks up to you and like how much they want to be like you. That's the coolest part for me. Yeah, that is so being a role model is something I never thought would happen, but now that it has, I take it so seriously. It means the world to me. The kids look up to me. That's so cool. So anytime I get the chance to talk to a kid or anything like that, I'm that's like, amazing. Yeah, almost, almost a little pinch me so moment with you, all that stuff happening. Yes, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, so you guys are selling tickets to most of these events. No, so only we only sell tickets to like the really big ones, like the World Series. We sold tickets for because that okay. was like Atlanta, Mercedes Benz, but like. When we're just playing at the Meadows, I'd say we play 70% of our games at the Meadows. That's normally like a private shoot. We don't really let – I guess you no know, fans can come. Like they just show up and watch, but it's also very hidden. Like the park is in a is it? very hidden location. It's tough to find. And, again, we worry about spoilers. So, for the most part, it's just us there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly where you guys are playing. Here on Meadows, um, is it close to the oh. golf course? Is it? Yeah. yeah. Is it? It's close, but you have to take like – a couple of long dirt path roads to actually get to where our field is. But yeah, the first time I went there in 2020, I got lost and I ended up. (laughs) No way. (laughs) That's, that's great. That's great. Um, Yeah. It's literally unreal how big MLW has gotten. What year would you say was like the, holy shit. Like we just gained a hundred thousand subscribers or something. Like when was the jump? So 2020 was very good to us. Again, that's the year they introduced the draft, which was huge. That brought a lot of eyes. And then not going to lie, like COVID helped us a ton because while no sports something were going on, we were still out, you know? Yeah, we were something to watch. And, like, that's even how, like, when I meet a lot of fans, I'm like, hey, how'd you get an MLW? Like, how do you know who we are? They're like, oh, started watching during COVID and fell in love with it. Like, been watching ever since. So COVID, if there's any positives of COVID, that was one for us for sure. We yeah. stayed out there, kept watching and keep, gave people something to watch. Yeah, that's sweet. So um, with all the transactions and everything I'm seeing on social media, you're saying most of that is done by the the big three or like all, all the social media posts and everything is, is literally only ran by what? Three to four guys, you said? Roughly? Two guys, really. Kyle, two, Kyle two guys. and Tommy, really. Like and again, those, I was running the TikTok for a little yeah. while, did some Patreon stuff. So I guess like I was a part of it for a little bit. But for the most part right now, Kyle and Tommy, the two guys running it, I would love someday for, again, like I said, more guys to get involved. Like, that's another opportunity I would jump on. And I think we're getting to the point where we're getting close. Because especially with all the vi- – like, Kyle is the only editor. Kyle edits everything on YouTube. He's the really? only guy. And, I, yeah, I know it takes a ton out of him. Like, we're talking six days a week, ten hours a day, like, during the summer at least when we're really busy. Like, he's grinding videos. So, we're getting to that point where I think he's going to need a little bit of help soon. But yeah, we'll see where this thing, like if it grows and it takes off, I always tell people, I just sat down and talked to Tommy the other day. He's like, how much longer do you plan on doing this? And I was like, Tom, as long as I can. And as long as I think it's going to continue to be successful and keep growing, like I'm here, I'm, I'm here for it. And it's only up from here, you would say, correct? Yeah. I mean, from the outside looking in, it's only up from here. You guys are going uh, definitely in the right direction. And I want to, I want to ask you about this too. Uh, we got Sailor in there and, and he. And Jonah, yeah. Angel. All right, so, yeah, little nugget for all the listeners and for you boys, Agnan and uh, Dixon. Jonah Heath was my goalie 
on the hockey team my senior year. Um, he's your class, though, correct? Yes. Yep. Same with Nick Sailor. Correct. So how did those boys get into it? W- were they on that team that you brought in um, that first time that you, you played in a MLW tournament? Were th- both those boys on your team? Yep. So the first tournament I mentioned in 2018, I did bring some of my Stevenson boys with me. They all went to Livonia Stevenson. That was Jonah, Nick Sailor, and then another guy named Michael Shima. When we got invited back in 2019, however, Jonah could not go because he was at Central Michigan where he went to where he went to college at the time. That's a three-hour trip, two-and-a-half-hour trip. He wasn't going to make that trip every Monday night, especially with class. But Sailor also got drafted in that first draft class. And then when I took over as the manager for the Diamondbacks, I then brought Jonah in. And Jonah's been really good for us. Like, he's my dynamic duo partner. We're kind of, kind of known as one of the more dynamic duos in the league. Me personally, I don't think Jonah gets the love he deserves. I think he's a great player, but it's, it's <laughs> awesome, awesome having those guys in the league. And I, when I picked up Jonah, that's kind of when my career took off too. I think that was super cool because it was like a com- comfortability factor, just having another guy there like yeah. I know and love and can trust kind of stuff. So that was super cool. But, yeah, they're big parts of it too. That's sick. That's good Spartans to hear, man. showing out. Livonia Stevens. Can you – You guys can't see me, right? No, I can't see you. Dixon will continue for about 35 years. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Your your thing will automatically record. Okay, so I just I was watching some of the TikTok videos on um, you guys' account, and you almost threw a perfect game, which was sick. And then I watched you versus somebody else pitching. Um, it was just down down the profile a little bit. So how do you perfect a curveball that starts outside the batter's body and somehow still hits the strike zone? It's, it's tough, man. I always say, like, throwing a baseball. People always ask you, like, what's the what's your comparison with throwing a baseball and throwing a wiffle ball? And I just think throwing a wiffle ball is so hard. Like, it takes it takes a lot of perfection. It takes a lot of practice because that ball moves like crazy. Like, everybody's like, throw a fastball. And I'm like, I can't. You literally mm-hmm. can't throw a fastball with a wiffle ball. Cause the holes, like, the holes are going to make it go in a different way. Uh, the, the best pitch is my slider for sure, what you're talking about. And like whenever people ask me how to throw it, I say holes to the right side, you throw it like a, like a, like a spiral on a football. That's kind of how I describe it. But what I love about football too, is like everybody grips their pitches so differently. Like I'll talk to somebody else. I'm like, how do you throw this? And it's completely different than how I throw mine, but they get it to the same thing, which is super cool as well. So North, that was pretty good. Hey, uh, Jimmy, do you play any other sports? Damn. Um, like golf. Have you ever played golf or anything? We gotta ask. Yeah, yeah. I play. I play. I play golf all the time. Like, okay, let's go. I wouldn't. You guys would make me look silly. I, I always joke about this though, too, because like growing up, I'm a pretty good athlete. Like, you give me a soccer ball, I can play soccer. You give me a hockey stick, I can play hockey. You give me a baseball bat, I can play baseball. Yeah. My dad golfed at Michigan State. Like he was good at, it. and I'm just not good at golf whatsoever. I'd say I definitely got better as I play more, but like. The fact that that was what my dad was so good at, a golfer at Michigan State, and just that I struggle yeah. to break 100 still blows my mind. That's sweet. Is that what you typically shoot, like right around 100 then? Yeah. You're triple digit in it out there? That a blow. <laughs> triple digit. Break 100 is a good day. <laughs> there we go. Digit, for sure. All right. <laughs> but I a love, lot of years um, to get good at I it. love being out there with the – Yeah, good point. That's, yeah, that's what people tell me. It's addictive though, eh? Yeah, you're you're on the golf grind. Like, how many days a week in the summer are you playing? Uh, not, not weekly. I'd say probably once every two weeks in the summer. But like the boys, once every two weeks, we have like a golf trip somewhere. Normally once or twice a summer, we'll find a nice course to play somewhere. Normally, like yeah, 
Upper Michigan, Northern Michigan. We'll find a good place to play. Hundred percent. Not out there. With absolutely. The yes, one thousand percent. One thousand percent. Um. One thousand percent. Um. All right, Jimbo. I appreciate your time here. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta hit on this though. Um. The Outside Slider Podcast. How long has that been going? Um. I've actually. Listen to a few episodes as of late because you boys are covering the off-season moves. Um, like I said earlier, I love baseball. I need to uh, catch up on everything that's happening in free agency and the trade market and everything. So how long has the Outside Slider podcast been a thing, and how's that going? Yeah, I appreciate that, Count. I appreciate you watching it and shouting it out. But uh, I think we started, it, we started it in October, right around – the end of playoff baseball, like right before the World Series, which if we're going to be honest, it's probably the worst time to start a baseball podcast, right, as the season yeah. is ending. But we did it anyways. It's just a, it's me and three other guys who, like, love talking baseball. We don't take it too seriously, but it's a good time for us to get together because one of the guys in the podcast who lives in Illinois, so, like, we never submit a good chance to catch up with him. Yeah, we don't take it too seriously. But we have, we've had a lot of fun doing it so far. I feel like it's growing pretty good, I guess, right now. It's a good time talking baseball and catching up with the fellas. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. Where can we find it? Outside Slider Podcast right now is only on Spotify, but hopefully coming to other places soon. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So everybody listening and watching here, tune in to Spotify. the Outside Slider Podcast. Um, available on Spotify. Um, take a listen. These boys know what they're talking about. One hundred percent. If you want some nuggets on what's happening in the off season, um, any moves. In the baseball world, really in general, um, take a listen to the Outside Slider podcast. Well-known guys on the pod. It's you and a couple other MLWers, right? Uh, yeah, actually, all three guys also play in MLW. Yeah, I also should have. I should have yeah. plugged the. We're on Instagram and TikTok as well. Also at Outside Slider. Podcast. Of course, of course. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I was watching your guys' clips the other day. So follow the Outside Slider podcast Instagram, Are you TikTok. Coming out weekly. Um, tune in on Spotify. They're doing weekly? good things. Yeah, weekly. Not really a set, okay. but yeah, weekly. Once a week. Weekly. Weekly. Um. Okay. Jimbo, I appreciate your time. One last. No, we actually hit on it. Somebody already asked who your favorite celebrity was, and you said, um, Ernie. Oh, Ernie. Right? Said Ernie. Gotta go, Ernie. 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 Okay. So, so uh, one uh one unique thing about our podcast, I'd say, is the trivia questions that we do. I'm the host of it. These boys are going to stay out of this question, all right? This Jimbo is only for you. And I know you're probably going to go the distance with it because of your baseball knowledge, but we want to test it and see how you do here, all right? So um, it's you're just going to rattle them off as much as you can. You got to go – try to go in order of listing the AL MVPs starting with last year as far back as you can go. Wow. Yeah, that's tough. Well, last it year's, is tough. It is tough. Last year's obvious. Last year's Otani. Twenty. So that was twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty two. Why am I feel like I'm? It's hold on. I want to say him, but I feel like it's not him. Go ahead and say it, and then it's it's Otani again, right? Otani was again in twenty one. You're, oh, you're missing twenty two still. Hold on. Thinking it, oh, Judge, my fault. Correct, judge. correct. He didn't have a banger of a year. Otani. Yeah, yeah. The home runs, come on. Better than that. 2020 is the shortened year. That was Jose Abreu. Correct. That's a tough one. 
I'm, I'm proud that I that got that. That is a tough one. <laughs> yes, good pull there. Good I'm pull there. Done with, I don't know anybody else. 2019. Oh, boy. How long ago? Who won it all in 2019? 2019, who won it all was, uh, I believe, the Nats, correct? Yeah, and they played the Strohs. I believe the Johnny the Peralta. Nats beat the Strohs <laughs> in 2019. Johnny Peralta, Tigers, Legend. All right, hey, Jimbo, quick quick hint, maybe. Um, pretty, You're thinking too deep about it, I think. It's just, just think about his... Uh, I don't know, his career. He's been in the league since, like, 2012. He's probably won uh, three or Mike four Trout. MVPs. Ding, ding, ding. Trout, that, that, I, is that, that it? was farther back. There we go. I, uh, I'm going to be pissed if I get it wrong, though. But I think I have to go Trout. He's gone. He's gone. I don't even know the answer. <laughs> no, I don't know the answer either. I only knew freaking Otani and Judge. That was the only ones I knew. All right, I got the list. I'll, I get I'll validate it with him. That's good. So we're on 2015. Yeah, it is yeah. not. Ooh, oh. damn! Who is it then? I don't. Know. Do you want more? I think he gets one more guess. This. This. All right, man. You can rip him one yeah, more. Yeah, he gets. He gets locked here. I'll give you stats if you want. Batted 297. Yeah, 41 home runs, 123 RBIs, only six stolen bases. It's a good year. 41 dings. That's a real good year. 2015, 297, 41. Okay, sorry. I missed it. What do what, what we say? 2015. We're still on it. We're still on it. He, uh, yeah, I haven't answered it. yet. We gave him the stats <laughs> to help him okay. out. Okay, good. Gave him the stats. Good grace period there. 2015, Norper. What do you got? Counter on better than this. You are, but I mean, I I give you credit. You got the last like seven years, twenty fifteen. Right, you got a big year, give, me, give, me, give me a division. AL East. Yankees, Red Sox, Blue Jays. It's definitely one of those teams. Correct, correct. That's another hint. I'll give you the one of those three teams. Yeah, it has to be. Oh come on, man. I might, I might have nothing. Jimbo, nothing. Did Bautista have a hell of a year one year? Was he on the fucking Blue Jays? He was on the Blue Jays, but he never he was. Never it's won. not him. Wasn't this Joey was Bats. Wrong. It wasn't Joey Bats. Third base, Red Sox, outfield, Red Sox. It's gonna piss me off, man. It really, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna piss me off when you tell me. I don't think I have it. All Did right, it. I'll give it to you. You want me to give it to you? I don't, but I do. Okay. Um, We're giving it to you. Josh Donaldson. Donaldson. Dude, on the Blue Jays. That's awful. <laughs> yes. Awful. Yes. Round for me. Yes. Awful. Yes. All right. Well, you went, you you played, you you did well there. Yeah, we'll tag you in some of our uh, posts and stuff, though. If you want to repost them or anything as well. Round of applause for the kid. Yeah. All for it. Absolutely, guys. I got you guys for sure. Yep. Nice to meet you, Jimmy. Thank you.